Podcasting from their dining room table in Long Beach, California, it's the Stonebirds with Dave Stone and Katie Strandberg. Get it? Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 562-548-2012 to be a part of the show. Now welcome the Stonebirds. This is the good part. This is what the this is this is what they call a banger. A what? A banger. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh-huh. This is fun. When the beat drops. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, boy. Here it is. I mean, I I like it. Uh-huh. That rock and roll. What a choice, Cecil. Uh, what a choice. That rock and roll. I'm more into 70s disco hits myself. But I appreciate your rock and rollness. 70s disco hits, huh? Like what? Uh, Funky Town. Why don't we, why don't I take you, yeah. Funky Town. Why don't I take you? It's always about going out, having fun. I do like that song. Who is that? No idea. Is that the the Go-Go's or? No. Go-Go's is a smash hit band that sings Vacation, All I Ever Wanted, Vacation, Mm. something. I love the Go-Go's. I love Dixie Chicks. That's not 70s. Close. Uh-huh. <laughs> How good. you doing, boo? Hi. I'm good. How what's, are you? What's going on? Woo, we're back, baby. Uh-huh. We're back in charge. We're back. We're Charles in charge. You think I got enough beverages lined up here? I mean... You rub it off on me. Listen, beverages are the most important thing. And <laughs> if you have... I like to have at least three. You actually are beating me right now. Mm-hmm. I need a soda water. Oh, well, it's okay. I'll live. Yeah. I'll live. I'll live. Hi. What's, How are ya? What's going on? Oh. You having a good week? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> but I'm trying to be positive. <laughs> Woo! Um, well, I decided uh, to get a procedure done. It's oh. not a procedure. It's a self-care thing. I, I know. Okay. I'm trying to work on my ADD, and I'm trying to slow down. And to reward yourself, if you're good, like ADD people have to have a, I'm learning from my book. I realize I'm more ADD now than ever because I'm talking about it. Reading a book, ADHD toolkit. Anywho, learn in a bunch and to reward yourself when you do things 10 minutes at a time, I decided to do a self-care appointment to get... Microneedled. Okay. Now, what is that? I know. <laughs> I know what the uh, effects the effects are. Sure. But uh, what's the point of that? Okay. It, is it um, is it working out how you hoped? No. Okay. You see me right now. I look like a bullfrog. No, I think you look great. I look like somebody grabbed my chin fat, mm-hmm. like stretched it out, like Stretch Armstrong style, mm-hmm. like cartoon style. Yeah. Put it on asphalt. And then a big rig truck went over it twice. Hmm. 
It didn't feel bad when I got it. They numb your whole neck. Mm-hmm. And Zara was wonderful. I love her. She's Zara. an artist. Yes. That's a stage name. <laughs> no, she's a, a beautiful Armenian mm-hmm. facialist. Okay. She also does lasers and needling. Anyway. So what's, what did they do to you? Okay, so they numb me. And then they take How this. How do they numb you? I don't know, some kind of cream. Okay, cream. Yeah. They rub some cream on there that numbs it up. Yeah. And then she takes this weird tool Mm -hmm. and shoves it in your neck and then rolls up and down. And it's like like a thousand needles. Like Like a little roller thing, like a lint roller type thing? Kind of, but it's like a machine. And she said I needed like triple because it'll tighten my neck. Uh Uh-huh. I think I'm having a midlife crisis for sure. (laughs) And how long ago did you get this done? Okay, so I got it on Wednesday. She said it would be done by Saturday. I would have Mm -hmm. tight and right skin. um, I think I'm sensitive. I Mm -hmm. think maybe my neck got pulled a little too much. I don't know. Anyway, it's going to be fine. I'm going to wait a week. We'll see. It kind of looks like you're having an allergic reaction. Is that fair? Maybe I am. Oh God! So they rub these little yeah, and they use a roller. weird they use a weird serum to venomize it venomize. to make it. <laughs> they said it's like venom to like draw the toxins out, mm. and then it sucks back in. She did it before and after picture, so, so I'm looking forward to it. So they basically aerated your face the way you would aerate a lawn. Oh yeah, you told me about that about exactly. The, yes, you know, puncture, put little holes. Yeah. And I knew it was bad because when the ladies at the front desk saw me after the procedure, they looked at me in horror and said, just remember to put ice on it. And then what's the other thing that they did to you? They did the same thing to my lips. Yeah, your lips were all... (laughs) You had that... uh, I had fish lips. I don't think... Which I do not understand (laughs) that as a desired look. Because she said, this will plump up your lips. They have things like this. Mm -hmm. They have lip venom. They have all this stuff that people get so they could puff up their lips. I I don't understand that at all. Okay. I've never... I've never looked at an attractive lady and said, yeah, but her lips are, aren't puffy enough. Well, listen, boo, I understand. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of maintenance that goes into me, and I have to do it because this is my moneymaker. Mm-hmm. And I'm pointing to my face, everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except when you go to do self-care to make yourself feel better and fresh and beautiful, and you leave looking like, uh, uh, I don't even know. Well, you, it, it's getting better. Thanks. The lips have gotten a lot better. Yeah, they'll go down. <laughs> anyway, Boo, how are you doing? I'm good. I, I'm I'm jam up and jelly tight. What's your self-care routine? My self-care routine? <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. People have to have self-care, Boo, to make themselves feel better. Yeah? Like some people go and, you know, rock climb. Mm-hmm. That's like therapeutic for them. Or some people go and, you know... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, go to a sauna, maybe. Uh-huh. What do you do? For self-care? Yeah. Like, right. what recharges you? Hmm. That's a good question. I know. Sitting around, rocking out, listening to rock and roll. That's fun. Mm-hmm. And your headphones, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why don't you use those nice new headphones? <laughs> you know, the noise-canceling ones? That I made you buy at Best Buy. <laughs> 
That's a good question. What do I do for self-care? Obviously not enough. Um, no, it doesn't mean you have to like, but like what eases your soul? What, what replenishes your soul? For th- example. This can be a lame answer, but oh. it's, it's a truthful answer. Okay. You. Uh, I know that's lame. Well, but you, you replenish my soul. I, <laughs> I genuinely, genuinely enjoy spending time with you. I do too, boo, but I'm just saying there's got to be something else. I mean... I mean, uh, pot. Well, that's self-care. There you pot go. Pot and rock and roll. Yeah. You're such a badass. Country music. Excuse me, Steven Tyler. Can Because he's a rock, rock and roll star. Mm. Yeah. One second. He does do. party. He parties. He's starting to look like a... I saw... So this isn't... I wish this was my joke. Someone said Steven Tyler looks like a former Real Housewife of New York. <laughs> He really does. <laughs> like well, like one a, that was on the show 20 years he's ago. He's a beautiful, beautiful woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's an odd-looking man and a good-looking woman. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. What what should I do for more self-care? You could watch Pete Davidson movies. Oh, boy. Check that one off the box. We watched that last night. King of Sleepy Island. Even, Am I right? Even the title, King of Staten Island. Like, there's a King of Queens that's already <laughs> been established as a show. Like, King of Blank. And it, yeah. Okay. Um, no, nah, I mean, I'm not going to shit all over it. But no, it's it, good. It, I like those side characters. I liked his friends. Yeah, his friends his were friends great. His friends were hilarious. Bill Burr was great. Bill Burr was great. Uh, and I don't, I don't really have a problem with Pete Davidson other than I, I just don't think he's, and this isn't a diss. This is one comedian's opinion, but I just don't think he has that thing. I just don't think he's that funny. I'm not saying he's horrible. Right. But as evidenced by this new movie, he can't carry a two-hour movie. No, he can't. In 10 years, I think he will be able to. Like, really? if I was his manager, mm-hmm. I would be like, okay, great. Like, let's put you in classes. Let's get you some Zen yoga and stuff because he's so anxious. And as an anxious person, I get it. But it makes me nervous watching him. Yeah, that movie was a big old pile of who gives a shit. I know. I lasted an hour, I think 40 minutes in. That's big for me. And, and I it get- was past my bedtime. And, you know, I'm we not were gonna, in the nines. I'm going to shit on a movie that has the built-in sentimentality of, you know, of the fireman based on his, his late father. I get that. That's that a, was beautiful. That's a sweet that, story. Yeah, that is a sweet story. Uh, and and a sad story. Yeah. And, I, you know, that's, you know, that's tough for him. But uh, just the, oh, it was just, <laughs> just the pacing was so slow. And I just didn't give a shit about his character. And. And they didn't really, like, show us what's wrong with this kid. You know, he yeah. kept reminding us, hey, I messed up in the head and I got all these problems. But, like, we didn't really see any evidence of that other than, you know, there was a one scene where he, he slips against the law and he's helping his buddies with the... Spoiler being alert, the, everybody. Being the lookout for the robbery or whatever. But, like, they, I would have liked to see more examples of, of his downfall, or not even downfall, but just... Where he where he's at? You know? Yeah, I, you know, it was a lot of. I felt like show me, don't tell me, like what you're saying. Like, okay, we got it, but can you show me? And that's a good actor, and a good actor can show you yeah. this stuff. And and it feels like because I don't know if you know this, but I I went to a Meisner school, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a smash it acting school for two years. I cried a lot. I don't know. Anyway, but what I learned is that you have to have distance from something mm-hmm. 
to kind of dive into, and I feel like he doesn't have enough distance with this yet. Mm. I don't know. But that could be me just trying to... Well, it happened when he was a little kid, so... No, 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 not just that, but I mean, to go into that subject matter, Mm. I mean, maybe he wasn't ready. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just... uh... Oh, but Judd, you finished it, and I'm proud of you. You yeah. always finish the movies. Judd Apatow is one of those that uh, I don't. I'm not going to say I dislike his work. I think he's inconsistent. Some of the stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Knocked Up was brill. I loved Knocked Up. I loved it. Yeah, it, it was good. Brilliance a strong word. <sighs> but, uh, Seth Rogen. Freaks I had such a crush on Seth Rogen. Oh, really? He's a charming fella. Yeah. You can see that. He's a funny dude. It's a girl buy some pink shit. Oh. That's my favorite. <laughs> What's the other one? Funny people was way oh, too long. Way too long. And uh, I don't know what else he's done. Um, you this know is what? 40 was good. This I is 40. That. Oh, well, Leslie Mann carried that. Yeah, and she's, she's, she's brilliant. Funny. But yeah, it's just. Uh, that was our Saturday night date night, guys. Yeah, we tried to. Uh, because I don't uh, feel comfortable going outside. Yeah. Oh boy! Last night we <laughs> <laughs> met our new new neighbors. Last oh, night, oh, the worst, the oddest way possible. Okay, guys, Just so I have a blankie. I do. I have an adult <laughs> blankie. It is a queen. No, it's a twin size comforter from Urban Outfitters, and it is. It's just worn and broken and disgusting, but I love it, and it's given me so much comfort. So I had this gross stained. <laughs> Blanky over me as I'm laying on the couch in the worst way, legs open, just like uh, very high, very high. Like <laughs> both of us are very, very just high. well because I've been like on a kick where I'm like, let's finish everything. Uh, it's yeah, I don't know. What's that got to do with being high? Oh well, racing to be high. Like I, we finish the um, marijuana cigarette. Oh, okay. together, <laughs> and I'll make finish you finish it. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't just smoke half a joint. No, I'm like, okay, let's finish it. And then I go to sleep. So I met, uh, (laughs) we got new neighbors next door. Super nice. Super nice. And I'm very pleased with all our neighbors, by the way. We have all our neighbors are nice because in the past, my uh, attitude towards neighbors was. Don't look at me. Small talk or emergency, (laughs) nothing in between. Yeah. (laughs) I'll make some small talk with you or holler at me if your apartment's on fire. But. I don't want to hang out. Well, we're from Los Angeles. Yeah. No one talks to each other. Mm-hmm. I like that. Just mm-hmm. hello, maybe a nod in the hallway, mm-hmm. directly in a park. We didn't even get that at the old place. Like, Oh, I did with the red hair girl. Oh, yeah? The woman that has been there since 1970. I got to know the, <laughs> the next door neighbor at the old place real briefly. Uh, oh, yeah, you punched him. Then we got asked uh, to leave, um, not politely. But no, uh, so we're hanging out. We're high as balls. We're watching this real mediocre movie, and uh, then just uh, they knock on the door and ask to borrow a uh, drill, which is fine. Um, but I just and every time anybody knocks on the door, Charlie loses his shit. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's just angry, upset. He okay, boo. To be fair, I've taught him that this is a very fragile ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Our home. Yeah. We're used to the boys, Harvey, Truman, and Charlie. I'm used to you and me. We have a nice little dance, but when that door mm. gets knocked off, he loses on, his mind. The whole ecosystem's just ruined. And then it's weird, and I've had to do this with our other neighbors in the last few months, ever since uh, COVID. Uh, for example, we have a, a neighbor upstairs named John who occasionally will knock on the door and ask for something or whatever. But I uh, traditionally, my instinct is to invite them in. 
You know, hey, can I borrow your drill? Yeah, step on in. Let's shut the door. I'll find this drill. But now I don't want anybody inside the apartment <laughs> because of COVID. So, and then I have to shut the door so Charlie doesn't run out. So anytime someone's at the door and it requires me to go back into the apartment to, to fetch something, I have to shut the door in their face. And then I, I was like, apologize. Like, hey, I'm going to shut the door, but it's not because I'm trying to be rude. It's because, you know, no, I, I, I would, I would you invite super you. super anxious. And then you were like <laughs> dancing around. Like, was, the drill was next to the well, door. Well, because I, I, I felt bad because uh, about a month ago, our other neighbor from the building next door, I felt like such a turd. Uh, struck up a nice little friendship with our neighbor Joe next in the building next door. So about a month ago, he's out there, and I could tell his battery had died in his car. He's got the hood popped. He's messing with the battery and trying. And I go, "Hey, man, you need to, you need help. You need a jump." And he goes, "Yeah." And he's like, "Do you have cables?" I'm like, "I sure do." And I go to my car and couldn't find the cables. Came inside, couldn't find the cables. So I felt like such a turd to to initiate an offer of help and then not be able to deliver. So when last night she's like, do you have a drill? I said, yeah, sure we do. And then I panicked. I was like, oh, my God, is it happening again? Did I say yes when I really am not prepared to Well, I to loved the series of events with uh, the door knocking, Charlie losing his S-H-I-T. Shit. <laughs> me, me laying on the couch <laughs> like a whale. A beached whale. And then she could see you, so I, I introduced you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, by the way, this is Courtney. Courtney, this is Katie. And I was and like, like <laughs> <laughs> with my bullfrog, disgusting chin exposed, and just my eyes bugging out of my head and like a quick wave. Yeah, court. And then Courtney did not come back. Did you notice? Yeah, she sent her boyfriend, her boyfriend to return. Because she drill. was afraid. <laughs> and then we met Charlie, our neighbor, yeah. who... Is a bit, oh. And I had to explain to her that our dog is named Charlie. That way, if she ever hears us baby talking Charlie, we're not talking about <laughs> the human. We're talking about our pet. So, <sighs> yeah, great first impressions we make. Whoops. Whoopsie. But uh, we've had an exciting weekend. Uh, you got me a gift. I got you a gift. Because I know this shit. I know this month is hard. I know this month is hard. It's, uh, it's Father's Day coming up. Mm-hmm. You don't have one anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, um. I don't know if we've addressed this on the show, but um, my father, two years ago, passed away uh, four or five days, about five days after Father's Day, mm-hmm. and your mother mm-hmm. passed away two days after Mother's Day. So yeah. we both... Oh, I think three. It was three. Wednesday. But it was, so right, it was both Friday, of them Saturday, were, were yeah. within that same week. Yeah. So... Uh, Mother's Day is doubly hard for you, and Father's Day is doubly hard for me because we lost our respective parents uh, the same week of those holidays. But um, fun. But <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, I'm doing fine. I'm doing okay with it. And uh, oh yeah, you're doing great. But I don't know. I feel guilty because you you took it upon yourself to get me a incredible gift. I did. Uh, to a hooker to, to soften the blow of this month, um, <laughs> got me a damn Traeger grill. Yeah, man. I mean, first like, of all, this sucker is legit. I did research. I I I learned a lot about grills in my ADD way. Uh, I was going to reach out to your very best friend, Craig. One of your very best friends, uh-huh. Craig, and um, I couldn't find him on your Facebook. Yeah, so then he's not I, on Facebook. So then I tried to slyly ask you. <laughs> yeah, you've done that before. <laughs> well, about a couple months ago, you're like, Dad has an old pair of boots he wants to give you. Are you a 10 and a half or 11? 
And I told you ten and a half, and then you bought me a pair of shoes. I'm like, ah, your dad didn't have any boots. I know. No boots. You're a tricky gal. But, yeah, you were asking me about Traeger Grills a couple weeks ago, and I had to explain to them, explain to you, you know, what the difference between uh, all the different uh, models and whatnot. Is it my phone? What's my phone? It's your phone. phone. You're blowing up. I thought I'm. Who are you? Ari Gold? (laughs) Don't spoil that. Okay, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so I got this new Traeger grill that I'm very excited about, and uh, you, you brought it home Friday. And I spent uh, all day putting it together. Yeah. Assembling it. And uh, here's a, see, here's some work. Yeah. <laughs> I like to give here's gifts a, that are work. Here's a gift and a chore. <laughs> and uh, uh, spent all day uh, putting it together, assembling it, and uh, went to go hook it up. It's a, for those who don't know, the Traeger grills, uh, it's an electric assist wood fire grill. Uh, it uses the little wood pellets. There's a big hopper. You throw the pellets in, you plug this thing up to an outlet, and uh, then you just type in. The temperature, the desired temperature, and the desired uh, length of the cook. And uh, it's, it's a very much set it and forget it type yeah. thing. Uh, but with that, there's Which some... Which you don't like. Uh, no, I, it's not that I don't like it. It's just, you know, the barbecue purist in me, the whole the whole challenge of barbecue is maintaining the fire at a, at a consistent temperature. And this takes away either, depending on how you look at it, it takes away all that challenge or takes away all that fun, or takes away all that pain in the ass. It depends on how you look at it. But this is very much a set-it-and-forget-it uh, type thing. So with that comes uh, the whole mechanical uh, parts of it. And uh, wouldn't you know it, spent all day putting that thing together, and there was a mechanical malfunction. One of the uh, the uh, fans that... that uh, it's that, supposed to put the thing... Yeah, the that, fan. That blows the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What? The, what did you just do? I don't know. I you just splashed Charlie with water. I, I on know. Purpose. He, what? What happened there? I don't know. Well, he was whining, and I didn't want to. Like, what else can I get for him? Like, I I've never seen you do that. I lost it. I'm sorry. You. She took her smart water bottle, her 32 ounce or whatever that is, <laughs> took the cap off, filled the cap up with water. And threw the cap full of water in Charlie's face. And now what? it's fine. Look, he's looking. Though. It's fine. I, okay. I feel bad, and I'm sorry. That was dog abuse. So anyway, Friday, I spent all day putting it together, if, only to discover that the fan was uh, malfunctioned, and then uh, spent uh, two hours on the phone with customer service. They're going to mail me a new fan, uh, but it's not going to get here till mid-July. So it's like, oh, thanks for this gift, but now I can't use it for a month. And uh, yesterday, you were like, fuck it, and you loaded it back. Even though it was already assembled, uh, we loaded it back up into your car, and you took it back, and you got me the next model up. Well, it was only a $100 difference, mm-hmm. and I felt like, and look, it has a little thingy that looks like a house. It's like a chimney. Yeah, that's a chimney. It's cute. Uh-huh. That's way better, because the like other one house. looked a little small. The other <laughs> one was for your tailgating, mm-hmm. and I figured since you do so much tailgating, mm-hmm. you could take it with you yeah. to your yeah, tailgates. The, the smaller one folds up, and you can, uh, it has um, collapsible legs, but um, not this big boy. No, this is, uh, this is a grill man. This here's your big boy. So uh, that was fun. So I'm very excited. Thank okay. you so much. For, I'm excited for For my nice you. Traeger grill. And, um, we're going to smoke salmon. We're going to smoke cupcakes. No, we're not going to smoke cupcakes. I bet we can smoke a dessert. I'm going to look it up. Oh, I'm sure you could. I don't know if it would be any good, though. Are you uh, sure? But knock on wood, we will have, uh, <laughs> I will have <clears throat> better luck yeah. with this one than the last one you bought me. Oops. Last one you bought me. 
was collateral Ended damage. Up in flames of a family cabin. You burned down. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, but it was an accident. We don't know. <sighs> Me and Charlie. Charlie are making up now. Hey, He's Charlie. in my lap. I'm sorry, buddy. She had to throw water on my face. It was like a soap opera moment. It felt like I was mm-hmm. throwing like a drink in somebody's face, but just water. But yeah, I've been having a pretty good week. Um, you know, other than your face debacle. <laughs> and, uh, you were so cool. nice about that, though, Boo. Like, I <laughs> I came home and you were like, uh, yeah. so how long is this going to last? Like, you were very well, sweet. Well, and I, I just, said I look like a trash can. I your body, your choice. You do, you know, you do whatever Urgh. you want. I'm going to suck out all the organs. I'm never going to be the type of husband uh, that... The Tony Soprano of like, hey, I thought you would consult me before you cut your hair. Uh, you do whatever the hell you want. I just, I personally don't understand um, the trend. Well, it's not a trend. It's been around for a long time. But the way women go after this plastic surgery, uh, the, it, just that look. And I can't describe it, but the, the fish lips and then... Just the the yeah. dead eyed, confused look in their eye of like, what's happening to my face? Um, some of them go too far; they look like Mrs. Potato Head. Well, some look fresh and nice. Like, look at Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. Uh, even she's starting well, to. Um, let's just not get into this right but now. No, just that look. Put a pin in the, it. The lips is or in is, your is, neck is what really took me uh, by surprise. Just the big silly fish lips. I do yourself, baby. I just don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. oh, yeah. You're out of control. Um, oh, yeah. This is the Stonebergs podcast, by the way. Welcome. I'm Dave Stone. I'm Katie Lowe Strandberg. And uh, we're Lowe's here. a family name. We're here to help and assist you uh, in the daily minutiae. Uh, Going to try to make an effort to not be as political. Uh, kind of hard not to talk about uh, what's going on in the world. Yeah, but, which uh, is like the, you know, just a lot. Oh, man. A lot of stuff. I will say, I'm going to say one thing. Okay. About everything that's going on, and save the rest of it for the Boogie Monster. Um, but been seeing so many of these stupid fucking memes of uh, something to the effect. I'm paraphrasing, but like, <laughs> like with some sass. Uh, has anybody considered if you're not doing anything wrong, maybe the cops will leave you alone? Oh. And I just want to say two words: Brianna Taylor was asleep in her own home. And was completely innocent, and the cop shot and killed, broke in, shot and killed her. Uh, so the, you're pretty naive if you think, you know, if you, maybe if you don't do anything wrong, the cops won't mess with you. Or take a look at any of the dozens of examples of well, the, pro, the violence in the protest. Uh, where <laughs> the fuck is, there's a homeless guy in L.A., a homeless man in a wheelchair who got shot in the eye with a rubber bullet. So what was he doing wrong? And what was Breonna Taylor doing wrong? So I'll, I'll shut up, but just... No, but you're right. And man, what a stupid, naive meme. I think it's just time for a lot of us to shut the F up mm-hmm. and listen. Mm-hmm. And it's time, and I know that for me, like I am just listening and educating myself and doing doing that and realizing how much I ignored a lot of stuff and I was just in my own yeah. little bubble. Yeah. And I, I, I'm guilty of that too. It's interesting. It, you really, I feel like I'm waking up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with that comes frustration and, and, and frustration with myself. Like what the fuck? Katie? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm very guilty of that. I, uh, 
you know, I, I've gone through peaks and valleys in my adult life. There was a time in my 20s where I was uh, fairly political. And then, you know, it just comes and goes because it's easy to – it's wrong, but it's easy to have the mindset of, well, if it's not affecting me directly, then uh, I'll put that on the back burner of things to worry about. And uh, we are lucky and we are privileged Very. that um, we haven't had to deal with uh, many of the things that uh, a lot of people in this country and in the whole world uh, have to deal with in terms of um, prejudice and racial profiling and racial injustice and things like that. So it's easy to just kind of look the other way and be in your own little bubble. But, I mean, I just don't know how anybody can do that right now. Well, we have to treat each other equally, right? Mm-hmm. So. How do we do that? We have to know people's point of view. You have to be empathetic. You have to listen. And that's incredibly hard for me because I'm a narcissist. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I, a recovering one, I think. But I'm very, very um, aware that this isn't about me at all. I am not trying to be like, poor me. I didn't know. No, I, I was just unconscious of it. And it's time to get better. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, and it was Brianna's birthday. Oh, was it the yeah, other, this last week? Yes. And I have on my Instagram, um, a place where you could donate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you want to get, check that out, it's like, what's your Instagram again? The letter K, the letter T L O W Strandberg. Katie Lowe Strandberg. Yeah. There you go. Letter K, letter T. Cause not the full name Katie. And. Yeah. For the, for anybody who doesn't know who Brianna Taylor is at this point, uh, watch educate yourself yeah, a little bit and you'll, you'll watch the news. But uh, they did pass uh, some sort of Brianna's law uh, about that. All stemmed from what what's called a no knock warrant, which means hey, we we have we think we have evidence that a wanted person is in this domicile. Uh, therefore, we had so much evidence that. Uh, a judge issued us a warrant where we don't even have to knock. We can just kick in the door and go get the bad guy. Well, guess what? They had the wrong fucking address, and they shot and killed an innocent lady and arrested uh, her husband uh, because he had a firearm because he was trying to defend himself against these unknown people who were coming in uh, firing. And uh, finally, he they, they turned him loose, uh, I guess, last week or the week before, so they dropped the charge and turned him loose. But my point is they finally passed some law uh, Brianna's law or something to that effect about these no-knock warrants. But yet they still have not arrested the police officers who fucking murdered her. So that's a bit odd to pass a law in her name, and yet her killers are still uh, <laughs> still walking the streets. So uh, that's a bit odd. But, uh, oh, boy. But, yeah, just to uh, – I'll put that to rest. But just you're walking around with the attitude of don't do nothing wrong and the cops won't mess with you, that's pretty naive. So – that is that. Uh, switching gears a little bit. Uh, took last week off just because uh, we just weren't in the mood. Yeah. Uh, we sat down, we recorded half an episode, and we both were like, this sucks. We're both in terrible moods. Yeah, let's uh, do it Just in terms of just dealing with everything, you know, trying to... I mean, I get listeners. I appreciate Boogie Monster listeners, Stoneberg listeners. I appreciate the support. I appreciate people listening. And I appreciate your opinion on, hey, we don't come here for that. Sorry, it's hard to fucking ignore this shit right now. Like, mm-hmm. the shit has hit the fan so bad that I just feel like a fucking turd. That's why Boogie Monster, if anybody's wondering, we haven't done any topic topics ever since COVID. Our old Boogie Monster-style topics where we talk about Bigfoot or aliens or conspiracy. Ever since COVID broke, and then and then more recently, the last few weeks with the George Floyd stuff, it just feels fucking stupid 
to talk about the Loch Ness Monster when, <laughs> when our fellow citizens are just getting murdered. And, and even before that, when, you know, the craziness that is the pandemic, like it just, for me personally, I just, I just couldn't punch a clock and talk about monsters when all this is going on. But we're going to, in both podcasts, yeah. uh, we're going to slowly try to transition back into the original format. Um, but yeah, give, <laughs> give us some slack, give us some, some leeway. Uh, because it's hard to ignore everything that's going on. Well, and I think it was hard, too, because <laughs> the week before, it was me ranting, I believe, about my sister, right? Mm-hmm. I f- so it was probably, you know, that was dark. I know. but. And then I was ranting about my sister-in-law. Oh, yeah. So you we, know. yeah, we had a couple. So, guys, well, you know, let's just all be nice to each other. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, oh, I forgot. Thank you guys so much for all of the amazing feedback. We asked what TV shows to binge because we're all out of Sopranos. And even though I was up for doing it again. You wanted to just cycle back around immediately. Yeah. That's hardcore. (laughs) I just, it's like comforting. I like when I get connected and I didn't want to watch the last episode. You never want to watch the finale because you don't want it to end. I don't want to say goodbye. I didn't watch the Friends finale. That was tough. No. I didn't watch. I don't want to know. No, I never watched that. I mean, I watched Friends missed, in my peripheral, but I didn't watch the phenomenon. That one, that's something about that show never got me. I get it. Um, but, yes, what you're saying. Oh, yeah, we got a uh, lot of feedback. So we got, like, awesome shows. Thank yeah. you guys for your... Uh, People suggested Game of Thrones. People have suggested Westworld, which both of those we gave a shot. We did. But we just (laughs) weren't committed. We weren't mentally in a place where we could sit down. Because here's the thing. Talk about about stupid problems. Look, I know everybody's going to die of the pandemic and black people are getting (laughs) murdered by the police. But it's a big commitment to start a new show. And it, but it really is to like no, it is. to just start Game of Thrones. You're like, okay, well, this is the next six weeks of my life, yeah, or exactly. or any of these you know shows that go six, seven, eight seasons, whatever. Uh, that's a big commitment. And so we watched the pilot of Game of Thrones. We watched the pilot of Westworld. We and didn't by the watch end of the them, whole pilot. Yeah, I don't think we watched. We the whole, got ten just, minutes into <laughs> Game of Thrones. And I'm sure it's great. I'm not shitting on it. it was I just know snowy and I know that many people can't be wrong. It's my point is <laughs> we're dumb. No, well, that too. But just it's like ordering from a menu. Like, oh, I'm sure all this stuff is great, but I'm not really in the mood for anything on this page. Yeah. So that's how I feel about those two shows. And we gave it a shot. And we didn't give it, you know, a fair shake. I know that we need to go back and revisit and really commit to it at, at some point, but we did or try. Not. We tried those. Uh, people suggested uh, Better Call Saul. People Great have suggested uh, Justified, which I've seen some of. Oh, I, I love Timothy that show. Oliphant. Oh, he's great. yeah. He's great. Um, but so many good shows, and we eventually decided on a show. Oh, and well, in the last two it was weeks, Emmy nominated, by the way. <laughs> An Emmy-nominated HBO series. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. It was an. Yeah, I forget I think, that it's an HBO show because it. It really it. it well, it's <laughs> it highbrow. <laughs> we award-winning. We in the last two weeks we have watched uh, <laughs> six seasons. Se- seven. What did we just start though? We just started season seven. eight. Oh, we just started season eight. <laughs> we're we're at the end. Yeah, we're at okay, the end of the road. Okay, so we have watched seven seasons of. 
Entourage. <laughs> Which, the most misogynistic show. It is so... Um, Bad, but well, so good. Yeah, it's there's certain parts that are good. Here's the problem with Entourage. <coughs> Entourage oh, so would have been a decent show if they would have done three seasons and, and called it quits. Okay. Um, I, I, yeah. I do like the fact that it's a half hour. So they, the pacings, I like the pacing of the show. Mm-hmm. I like that it's easily digestible. You know, just you can just knock them out one right after. Not even the commitment of watching an hour long. And episode. it's set in L.A., which it's I love. set in love. L.A., which you love. I love. But boy, uh, some of the storylines are so lame and some just, I mean, I know it's 15 years ago or whatever, but God, or, or towards the end, it's 10 years ago, but like what a difference a decade makes in terms of just what they got away with, with all the misogyny and the sexism. Well, Harvey Weinstein produced it, yeah. so hello. Yeah, that makes sense. But it is, like, cartoonishly, <laughs> like, ugh, like Johnny <laughs> Drama just talking about... Pussy like, and... Just pussy and fucking these titties. I and, do have to say like, that ugh, I love Johnny Drama because he's such a gross ugh. idiot. But he's so confident. He's so, so confident. it's so funny. And, and I will give him this. I mean, the show is really lame, but... It's got a little bit of heart. Uh, there's yeah, like you're rooting, you're rooting for them, but boy, some of those episodes are hard to watch. But. I love Ari Gold more than anything. <laughs> Nothing better than an angry agent. I love. I could watch his anger. On yeah, loop. no, he's he crushes that role. Yeah. He's great. Um, he's great, and Turtle's great. The, and Billy Walsh, the Billy, crazy director. Billy Walsh is the best character. That's on my the show. favorite. Yeah, that dude steals every scene that he's in. That guy crushes it. Uh, the Vince character, okay, he's a handsome fella, but Yawn. it's just empty calories. Um, the I e- met the Vince character did you? in where'd real you, life. Did you meet him? Uh, at a little place called Spitz. Yeah? Oh, he The come restaurant in? I worked at? Yeah. He came in with some girl that was vacant. She was very vacant-eyed, but pretty. be funny if he had like an, an actual, aunt, a, a different entourage yeah. with him. <laughs> it's all like And a guy fake. with a backwards cap. He had <laughs> a another, redhead. Another dude with an affliction t-shirt. But yeah, he was uh, weird and not kind, and he didn't oh, really? tip. Yeah, didn't so. tip. Nope. How can you not tip in general, but especially if you're a celebrity? What is this Unclear. not tipping bullshit? I don't uh, know. Our buddy James Fritz, who's a great comedian, who we've plugged on the show before, he does a lot of work for uh, he he DoorDash and Postmates and Ease, and he's doing a lot of that uh, delivery stuff. And he's just got so many stories of like celebrities that just don't tip. Crazy. So that's insane. Yeah. Come on, celebrities, uh, Annie up. Anyway, ladies, uh, for the single ladies out there, I'd like to encourage you to maybe watch a couple episodes of Entourage just to understand the male's point of view. It's, well, that's, I mean. You said that 80% of guys are like that. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, so yeah, then they I know would their say, enemy. They know. I would say 75 to 80% of single dudes that I've known throughout my life kind of behave that way. We're like, let's go out and get some pussy. Ew. And I've never understood that. Like, I don't know. Just well, and girls are like, like that too. Like, Listen. let's go out and get some barbecue. Yeah, let's go out and get some pussy. Like, ugh, no. Who has the energy? I've never, and I'm not just saying this to pander to you or anyone else. I have. I've been single for 42 years until last, and you know, whatever, till we uh, got engaged or whatever, till we started dating. But I have never been 
just uh, crack my knuckles and go out and look for some puss. Like, ugh, who has the energy? I don't have the energy or the patience to just sit around and listen to someone who I'm not really interested in mm-hmm. talk just so I could maybe sleep with them by the end of the night. Just that whole concept has never, ugh. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I don't know. It, people are gross. But anyway, it's kind of neat, though, to learn the enemy. Like, <laughs> I like knowing it, it's it's refreshing to be like, oh, here's all the guy's flaws mm-hmm. in characters that I could see. Yeah. That's kind of fun. I love how I'm making Entourage, like, deeper than it is. <laughs> I'm like, it's a real nice character yeah. study. Uh, that's why we watch it. But, there, I mean... There's some uh, guilty pleasure to it. It's like a junk food. It's just like you feel full after and not like in a good way. But it's nice. In the, in, when you hear those opening credits that we always skip, it's like, yeah, and let's it's, do this. And there's a materialism porn uh, component oh, to it. like with all A the guy car. materialism. The, all the car. I love seeing all the car. Oh, what's Vince driving this season? Oh, what's yeah. Turtle driving this season? Like some of the cars are amazing. Well, and Vince goes through so much. Yeah, poor guy. <laughs> he always has some. And that dude cannot act. <laughs> I'm still... sorry. What's his name? Adrian oh, Grenier? Adrian, go home. I mean, Never he's, he's just not a good actor. No, he's not. He's but, not a... You know, not... he is an uh, interesting-looking, nice-looking Yeah, he's guy. a handsome fella. I get why, you know. But also, he ain't done much since then, yeah, which is well, odd. he's busy, boo. You would think the Going lead... Going to shawarma shops. And you would think the be... lead in an HBO show that lasted eight seasons would be able to parlay that into some more work and he hasn't done much maybe maybe he doesn't need to he'll do aquaman yeah (laughs) inside joke did i ever tell you this story um we were just talking about billy walsh but um i love that character that dude crushes it i don't even know the actor's name but uh for those of you who have seen entourage you know about what is that season two or three where they shoot medellin the, oh, yeah, uh, the big storyline is The Pablo is Escobar this, movie. Yeah, he wants that independent movie yeah. directed by Billy Walsh. So they go to the whole season. They're down in Columbia or half that season. They're down in Columbia shooting Medellin, and it's a uh, biopic about uh, Pablo Escobar, and they spent all this money, and it was all Oh, and up. it's a whole season. It's, yeah. They make it like, oh, this is, this is God. We need this movie. And it, uh, it got trashed by the critics. It was just, just a piece of shit, apparently, yeah. uh, within the context of the movie. So obviously... A movie within a show, not a real movie. But I saw that actor about six years ago. And again, I don't know his name. I should because I like him. Billy Walsh, the character. But I saw him at um, Albertson's in Los Feliz. Okay. And uh, that's where, when I was in the van, that was uh, my number two uh, public toilet. I'd go there all the time, take a dump in the back. Oh, it's, it's, they, it was like Norm at Cheers. And uh, <laughs> so I was in there almost every day. Um, this is love. <laughs> but I saw him. I saw that actor. Um, in the produce section. And I, I was, you know, kind of looking for some apples or something. And, and I, I, normally I never approach celebrities. I saw um, uh, Paul Giamatti at, uh, at uh, what's the record store I love? Amoeba. I saw him at Amoeba a couple months ago, and I so badly want to just go up and, like, give him the head nod or, like, dude, you rule. But I just, uh, I just feel weird bothering celebrities. Oh, anyway, I don't. I saw the Billy Walsh, Walsh character. And I walked, I was just like next to him, like shoulder to shoulder, looking at like the apples or something. And I just went, hey, man, don't mean to bother you, but I'm a big fan. And he was like, oh, cool. Thanks, man. Thank you so much. And then there was a pause. And I said, 
between me and you, I thought Medellin was awesome. <laughs> and he just gut laughed. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, because it's not a Good real movie. Job, boo. But, uh, but yeah, I got a real gut laugh response out of him on that. He he he, he belly laughed on that, but. I bet it was a good movie. You know, I would have if that was a real movie. I'd watch Medellin. It was violent. I don't know. I'd Explosions. probably go in the other room and watch Housewives. <laughs> oh, we're rambling. Okay. Um, should we should we answer some voicemails? Yes, please. please. Might as well, guys. Right. Thanks so much for all the calls that we have received. Uh, Remember to call us. Yeah. What is even our number? <laughs> Five six two five four eight two zero one two. You're very good with yeah, numbers. I am not. So in that order, you got to dial them in that order. Those are the numbers. But if you if you mix up the order, you're going to get some somebody else. <laughs> so um, all right, let's take some calls. Oh hey Katie, hey Dave, this is Chris calling you from Portland, Oregon. Um, uh, Katie, just listened to the new episode. You're talking about biking. Uh, there's an app called Strava, which allows you to keep track of your distance. I don't know if it tells you how many pedals, but it tells you the distance you biked. Sort of the same thing, I think. And uh, Dave, uh, you're a big vinyl dude. What, you, you taking any precautions, like uh, cleaning vinyls? You got them in plastic sleeves. What are you doing? How are you keeping them safe and undamaged? All right, guys. Uh, have a good day. And be listening soon. Bye. All right, Chris. Thanks for checking in. What's the name? Chris. What's the name of the app? Uh, Strava. Chris, uh-huh. thank you so much. Yeah, I downloaded it. Um, I got really ADD and I didn't get how to do it. And then there's like a, um, you know, monthly thing. I, I appreciate it, Chris, but I deleted it. But I appreciate so much the effort. I am still biking. My journey of biking continues. Mm-hmm. I just have looked like a bullfrog for the past few days, so I haven't really been getting out there. Yeah. I've been hiding. But the face mask, that you can hide that. That's very true, mm-hmm. but still, I'm biking. I don't want to jiggle and, I don't know, <laughs> scare people. <laughs> but thank you, Chris. Yeah, Strava was informative. I feel like certain apps are not Katie-friendly, so that one intimidated me for really? some reason. Why? Yeah. It's just a lot, I don't know, reading and... A lot of numbers. <laughs> Too many numbers. Shut up. <laughs> um, and I'll answer my part of your question, Chris. Uh, of course, of course, you got to have those things in some plastic. I got the uh, the plastic sleeves. I don't know polyurethane, whatever. I just I would go to Amoeba and buy the um, the twenty five pack of the uh, the plastic sleeves that you put the vinyl in. And uh, so I do that every pretty much every vinyl I own, every record I own has its own sleeve. And um, as far as cleaning, I use, uh, I forgot what you call it, but just, there's this little brush you can mm-hmm. buy um, and you hold it, you, you start the record, uh, you start the turntable spinning and then you just hold the brush on the vinyl and let it spin and clean itself. Um, but outside of that, I don't do anything. There, there are vinyl cleaners, there are these machines that you can use to like, I don't really know the science behind it, but there's a machine you can buy to officially clean your vinyl, but uh, I don't have that. I just use a little brush. Uh, keep the, the dust off the vinyl, keep the um, dust off the uh, the needle, and uh, yeah, it should be good, but yeah, pretty simple stuff. So I love how you're like, no, I don't, but I really do. I have this complex system. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't have that machine. Like some uh, record stores, will they they'll invest in the, these big machines that they can take old kind of uh, scratched and dirty vinyl and uh, revitalize them. But I, I don't have that. I just have the brush and the plastic sleeves and uh, keep them out of direct sunlight and heat. By the way, uh, anybody who's into vinyl, 
Uh, got to keep it out of direct sunlight. You got to keep it out of heat because uh, the heat and the sun will warp the vinyl. And because uh, if you if you have the heat coming on you, you have thirty seconds. <laughs> What's that now? I was trying to quote the movie Heat. Oh yeah, which we watched that the other night. Yeah, too. that was great. Oh, yeah, yeah. give me all you got. Mm. Sorry, but you you tried. I appreciate that. Do not let yourself get attached to anything that you cannot walk away from in 30 seconds flat if you spot the heat coming around the corner. That's the Dave Stone story. That's Until he met me. Thanks for checking in, Chris. Hope everything's uh, thanks, Chris. good there in Portland. I know uh, Portland's been pretty active uh, with all the protests, so I hope everybody is safe up there. And, uh, yeah, man, Portland's a cool town. I enjoy it. All right, what else do we have here? Got, got, what do we got? All right. Hey, Dave. I'm going to do suggested on your voicemail message and let it rip. I was disappointed in you to hear that you're not a patriot. Uh, just for grins, I looked up on Google what is the opposite of patriotism, and uh, you might not want to do that because you might not like the answer. I'm a truck driver. I don't wear a mask if I don't have to, because they don't help. I wear camouflage, and I don't carry an AR-15 to protest. And I listen to your podcast because I like it, and I don't think you can stop me. (laughs) Hope you're having a great day. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right, dude. Thanks for checking in. I can't tell if you, uh, how much of that was tongue-in-cheek and how much of it was serious. Uh, but regardless, you don't have to agree with everything that we say yeah. to uh, be a listener of the Stonebergs. Um, but, yeah, no, to answer your question, no, I'm, I'm not a patriot. And, and again, not, not trying to get too political on here. Um, but ever since uh, I learned how this country was founded by slaughtering uh, <laughs> the Native Americans, I don't understand if you know your history— I don't understand how you could just be a blind patriot. Just rah, 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 America's number one. Greatest country in the world. First of all, I've only been to two countries. I've been to here and I've been to Canada. So, And, and a lot of people who wave that greatest country in the world flag, uh, I'm assuming, have been to very few countries as well. Um, that being said, I get that America is – there's great parts about America. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, we do benefit from the freedoms of living in a free country. Yes. I, I'm not going to pretend – I don't hate America. I like living here. Is it the best country in the world? Probably not. Is it the worst country in the world? Definitely not. Um, But if you know your history and you know how this country was founded, first of all, when I learned what Manifest Destiny was, that right there, Manifest Destiny, God wants us to live here. (laughs) Really? God God wants you to just commit genocide on a whole race of Native Americans? God wants Manifest Destiny. It's our destiny to move westward and kill everybody in our sight. Uh, yeah. Slavery, the way, how can you just be rah-rah, blind loyalty when you know the atrocities that have been committed against its own citizens? Well, and here's, I, I think my thing is to, again, empathy and trying to learn other points of view that isn't your own uh, is a good thing to do. You're opening up your mind. You're trying to mm-hmm. understand your neighbor. But I... um and this is a little off topic, but we were t- I was talking to you about this the other night, and I was saying um, a lot of Christianity that kind of growing up like scarred me a bit mm-hmm. was not only misogynistic, because I went to like a 
women can't be sermons yeah. or, you know, uh, what, pastors, mm-hmm. uh, church. But anyway, uh, but they could sing on stage. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah. Oh. They um, can tithe. Women can tithe. We'll take your donations. Yeah, I don't know. And they but, could do prayer groups. That's about it. Mm-hmm. But at the time that I remember. Anywho, but I was saying that Jesus... <laughs> would be a radical. He would be like a Bernie Sanders. Like he would be standing up Mm -hmm. to the system. And I I picture him as like the dude. Like (laughs) I really do from Big Lebowski. I just think we've made, uh, I don't know. It it just feels so disconnected. Um, If, if you believe in God and if you believe to love your neighbor, uh, you need to know your neighbor's point of view, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, and that's a whole another can of worms. Yeah, the, I don't mean to go to really rabid but. hypocrisy in Christianity. Uh, don't get me started on that. I yeah. grew up in the church, and there's and, great churches, and just disgusting level of hypocrisy of uh, just the our way is the only way. Our way is the only way. There's seven billion people in the world, and a very small percentage of them are Christian. Not a very small. I know a giant percentage of Christians, but not all of them are Christians. But I, our way is the only way. Well, and my spiritual journey, I want to be Jewish. <laughs> Just wanted to share that. Yeah? Why do you want to be Jewish? Okay, because I grew up, uh, my best friend in high school was, is, she's still with us, and her family were Jewish, mm-hmm. and I basically lived at her house, and I love the love that I was shown, and I felt the love of God through their amazing hearts mm-hmm. and their spirituality that wasn't shoved down my throat or forced upon me, just their actions, you know, mm-hmm. showed me what love was, so. well. Yeah. Well, that's cool. No, I get that. I, 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 but I mean, also, and I know that that they're just the Mayas are the greatest humans alive. But I mean, I'm just saying that I don't know. And I've I feel like I'd be a good Jewish person. <laughs> that's probably a very stupid thing to say. That was my white privilege, and I apologize. Yeah, and I don't know how we segued onto religion, but <laughs> I know I did. I did. I that's all right. Um, but no, uh, and and by the way, I did look up the opposite. It's traitor. Um, if those are my only two options, then yeah, I guess I'm a traitor. Patriot. Patriot, oh, the, the opposite, the opposite of, patriot. of a patriot is a traitor, okay. according to the uh, dictionary. And if those are my only two options, then, then fuck it. Sure, I'm a traitor. I, you know, and I know that's controversial or whatever, but no, I've never been a, a rah-rah America patriot because look at the fucking trail of tears. Look at slavery. Look at what's going on today. Like, just, yeah. it's the best. No, the fuck it ain't. There's a lot of problems. And, and again, I'll say it again. Yes, I do I like living here? As opposed to some other places I could live. Yes, you know, I enjoy my freedom. There's a lot of liberties here. Um, but just this blind patriotism has always just confused me. Like, do you, the people that are just blindly loyal and patriotic, like, do you just. It's hard to understand. Do you understand. not know yeah. or do you not care what happened okay. in, our, in our history? Yeah. It's hard to understand that point of view. Mm-hmm. It is. It's hard for me to understand. And, you know, again, <laughs> I've made this rant again, but Colin Kaepernick, peaceful protest. He sat during a song, and that's, oh, he's a piece of shit. But That's the but football guy. This is why people are pissed. <laughs> Everything that's going on in the news, this is why they're pissed. This is why he, he chose to. And it wasn't a diss against America, per se. It wasn't a diss against the military, and it wasn't a diss against the flag. It was, hey, 
hard for me to just stand at attention and to salute this symbol of a country that has been so shitty to my people. Yeah, I mean, That's what he's saying, and I've never had a problem with that. Sorry. So, guess I'm not a patriot. But, uh, right. But I do like that he wears camo and he yeah. told us. <laughs> yeah, I think that's Quick a reference question. to... Uh, was I, it... Oh. I got no problem again. I, I think I was... Uh, that's a reference to when I was talking about the uh, AR-15 clad, camo-clad oh. dudes at the uh, Michigan uh, Capitol. Oh, okay. I thought and, he was just telling and us I'm what not he was against wearing, the second, which I liked. I'm it. not against the Second Amendment either. Um, I'm pro-gun. I just... I don't understand you know, AR-15s uh, or any assault rifle as far as just the open carry law. And also... I'm uh, pro-paintball gun. All those people that were so quick to don their their camo bulletproof vest and whip out the AR-15s to go protest, protest the economic shutdown. I uh, would have loved to have seen some of them uh, side by side with the uh, police brutality protesters. You know, that would have been interesting. Would have been neat. You know, hey, priorities. All right. All right. Let's let's move right along here. Okay. Where, where are we at here? Hold on. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Now, we all know that's not the tune of the happy birthday song, but that's how my dad sings it. I've been in a room of like 15 people, everybody singing happy birthday the way we all know happy birthday, but my dad either doesn't hear or doesn't care. He's going to sing it to the tune of Oh My Darling." something I've always really enjoyed and something that my brother and I have adopted. I don't know if he doesn't know the tune to the happy birthday song or if he just thinks it's funny. So he does it. But yeah, my brother and I ended up adopting the way he sings it. And, uh, I was wondering, do either of you have something that maybe some weird little thing that your parents did that maybe nobody else did? But, yeah, maybe something you caught on to and decided to carry it on. Thanks. Hope you guys are having a good day. Aw, thank you. Oh, my darling, happy birthday. He didn't leave his name. Oh, he he didn't leave. No, That's unknown. Right. But That's thank right. you. What a sweet, sweet message. Yes. Okay. That's funny that his family oh, sings it that way. I love it. And it's so, he's just committed to it. Mm-hmm. This is how he sings happy birthday. Huh. Awesome. I kind of like it that way. What's that birthday song where it's like, happy, happy birthday, we're really glad you came, happy, happy birthday. Da, 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 oh, that's yeah. a rest. That's from your restaurant days, because that yeah. sounds real restaurant No, I, Yeah, I guess so. What the, was your rest? Do you remember one, the chant? Yeah, I have a bit about it. Uh, when I worked at Longhorn Steakhouse, we uh, our birthday song was, um, fried chicken, country hog, get your birthday, hot dog. <laughs> and uh, I won't just rehash the bit, but the premise of the bit, and this is totally true, um, Whoever's table it was, you know, if, if, if my customers are having a birthday, uh, it was my responsibility to go round up the birthday posse. I'd have to get... And full. no one ever no wants one to do wanted it. No one wanted to do it, no. Oh. But you had to, you'd go back in the kitchen and, like, you know, you try to round up four or five fellow servers and be like, hey, come on, guys, I got a birthday, table 12. trudge over. Yeah, come, <laughs> please, come on. And everybody did it because they knew eventually, you know, they would have a customer with a birthday and we'd have to return the favor. So everybody... Would uh, would join in, but it, it, whoever's table it was, it was their responsibility to kick off the song. Mm-hmm. So we'd gather in the kitchen and we'd march single file and clap 
We'd march and clap, march and clap, all the way out to the table, wherever they were in the dining room, marching and clapping. And if it was my table, it was my responsibility to kick off the song. So we'd all get there, we'd circle up around the table, we'd give it a second or two, and then I'd kick it off with fried chicken. And by that time, everybody else would jump in, country ho, get yeah. your birthday, hot dog. This is totally true. My little joke was, and I did this all the time, my table, my responsibility to start the song. I would march and clap. We'd get there. Everybody's there. Everybody's clapping. Everybody's waiting for Dave to start the song. <laughs> and then I would just hold it for like 30 seconds. Oh, I would murder And the you. poor customer's like, what the fuck is going on? And there's just like nine longhorn dickheads just surrounding them clapping. And everybody's like, what the fuck's Dave doing? Meanwhile, is the candle like going down and down? Did you light the candle yet? Or do you guys have candles back then? In the old I don't. Days. I don't think we had a can. I think. Okay. You, I think you got your free dessert. You got your free slice of key lime pie. So it's supposed to be a quick little chant, yeah. and you're done. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Here's but your free thing. My joke was, I'm not going to start, and I'm going to see how long I can just string everybody along, just standing there clapping you're and staring at these people. Horrible. And that, that was fine. I'm serious. I did that two or three times a week, Man. and I never really got in trouble. <laughs> I can't wait for the boss to be like, you're what a cool guy. the hell are you doing, Yeah, Dave? you're a cool guy that no one, ugh, I would have gotten in trouble. I worked at the old spaghetti factory, brag alert, mm-hmm. as a server, and we would sing the entire birthday song, and you would just, it would start off cheerful, like, happy birthday, how do you even, what's the song to happy birthday now? I don't happy have, happy birthday oh, yeah, so it'd be happy you. birthday, but by the end, everyone, it was just long and awkward. Mm-hmm. And no one was into it. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a great variations. story. Remember the very, you look like a monkey and you smell <laughs> like one, two. You ever remember that one? No. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. You look like a monkey and you smell like one, two. Yeah, that's um, fun. That was um, fun. Okay. So, Any weird oh, birthday rituals in your family? No weird. Oh, well, I always had birthday pie because I hate cake. Um, that was a big thing. You hate all cake. I hated cake growing up. I, I enjoy a cake now, but it has to be very specific, of course, because I'm high maintenance. Such as? Okay, so I like the cake that is uh, has a coconutty thing on top. What's that topping? It's like coconut and caramel, and then the cake is it's like chocolate cake, and then in between mm-hmm. is the same top, the coconut caramel okay, thing. Okay, okay. Uh, what's your favorite cake? I don't oh. know that. I know you like key lime pie. I like key lime pie. I like all pies. Uh, I love a blueberry pie. I love a key lime pie. You like fish pie? <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Come on, boo. <laughs> you could make me edit out all your flop no, jokes. No, uh, leave it. <laughs> I want people to hear my soul, man. Is that your soul? I don't know. <laughs> uh, my favorite cake. Man, I like just an old-fashioned uh, chocolate cake, uh, the yellow cake with the chocolate frosting. Oh, that's a good one. I like the, the those, yellow I cake. I like those in cupcake form. Yeah, I, I enjoy that. Uh, red velvet, hit or miss. Sometimes there's Ooh. a little too much uh, red flavoring going on in there. Um, Ever since I saw Steel Magnolias and the armadillo cake, do you remember that? I don't. I don't remember that. They made an armadillo cake, and they cut it open. It looked like an armadillo. Mm-hmm. And it had red velvet on the inside. Okay. Like blood. Mm-hmm. I know. Remember the penis cake and curb? Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> no, the best Ma- chocolate cake Marty's ever. Marty's like, you, why? I forgot how you phrased it. It's like, why, why was I? Oh, no. Uh, Marty brought the cake. Yeah. And then Larry's like, you, hey, you knowingly let me eat penis. 
Amazing. Um, um, yeah, I don't know what my favorite cake is. I mean, but, cake is cake to me oh, for the most part. Wait, but his thing was, do we, our parents, have we adapted, adopted, mm-hmm. adapted? Adopted. Whatever. Uh, things from our parents. In terms of like a birthday celebration. A birthday or a birthday song mm-hmm. um, or something. I Well, my mom would always answer the phone. Mm, yellow. <laughs> so I like that. Uh-huh. I like to do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. My dad used to say "luck to the players," yeah, which meant like "fuck off." <laughs> what does that mean? Because he's got that luck sign. "Luck to the players." I mean, I assumed that was a gambling thing or a no. cards thing. It was just one day he came up with it, like as a fu. I don't really know the origin story. Anyway, so if I ever say "luck to the players" to you, I am not happy. That's funny because I was thinking about this the other day. It's funny that uh, before this call even came in about weird things my dad used to say. Like weird little, I don't even know isms. the right word. What isms. Is yeah, little isms. Isms. And, Don-isms. Uh, that I rarely would hear anybody else use. And one that my dad would use so much was uh, so forth and so on. Have you ever heard of so forth and no. so on? So Katie and I were at this restaurant and we ordered our appetizers and uh, we're sitting there, we're eating the appetizers and we're talking and so forth and so on and blah, blah, blah. Like it was so forth and so on was just kind of a yada, 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 or we're doing this and we're doing that and things are happening. (laughs) But but he used to use so forth and so on. So, you know, I'm talking to this guy and we're, we're trying to, we're negotiating on, uh, on a price for this chainsaw and so forth and so on. And then finally he said, and I used to remember hearing him say that and I was like, what the hell does that mean? And I rarely ever have heard. I've never heard anyone say that Occasionally I'll hear someone say it. I'm like, oh shit, you speak the same language as my dad used to. But weird little isms like that, so forth and so on. Well, and when your dad would get excited, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not a phrase, but he would point at something. Yeah, like, um, we haven't talked about this, but like, for example, uh, Christmas. So Christmas morning, we'd be, we didn't do the thing where it was just a rampage where everybody opens it at once. We'd do one at a time so everybody <laughs> can see, you know. But um, whenever dad would open a gift, let's say he opened a gift and mom gave him a, a Robert De Niro box set. Or whatever, okay. you know, some De Niro movies. He loved De Niro. And then he would look at me, he'd turn to me and he'd go, David, David. And then he'd hold up the DVD like like he like yeah. he's doing a commercial for it, hold it up by his face, and then tap it with his other finger. With his so index he, finger. So he'd hold it in his left hand <laughs> and then he'd tap the box with his right index finger. He'd David, <laughs> hey David, look at this. He'd hold it up and then tap, tap, tap. Oh. And I'm like, Yeah, look at that. <laughs> but just kind of like, is- see what I got? So cute. <laughs> but he would do that all the time. He would just hold something up and then tap it with his other hand. Like, look at this. I love that. <laughs> so We do that often. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, that's a nice ode to Don Stone. Um, yeah. But yeah, off the top of my head, I can't think of any other weird little isms that uh, my, my folks would do. Uh, but yeah. Well, good. <laughs> oh, what else going on, Bo? You got any, got any parting words? We should probably land this plane here. Yes. I have a word of mouth. Okay. We watched it together. Dave Chappelle's new special. Ah, oh, yes. Called 846. It's as so in wonderful. The, um, as in eight minutes and 46 seconds is the amount of time that those fucking idiots uh, sat on George <sighs> Floyd's neck. But it's his, uh, it's the first concert or it's the first gathering, right? Yeah, Since he said COVID? it. He says it in the show that this was the first uh, like actual gathered concert in America since COVID, which... That's it's amazing. amazing. And he did it at his house. Was it? I don't think it was his house. It wasn't. Uh, oh. It's not made clear. Um, it's 
either in or near his hometown somewhere in Iowa, and it just looked like some sort of, it might be his house, I don't know, but he okay. did, it just some sort of small like outdoor amphitheater type area. It was just interesting also to see everybody come in, get their temperatures taken. Mm -hmm. By the way, I got a thermometer, everyone. I know. I'm awesome. And with all the masks and people being socially distant with the chairs, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, that's how it's going to be now. But the special is amazing. Uh, Not particularly funny and not supposed to be. It's poignant. He's pissed. He's angry, but it's it's really sweet. Mm -hmm. I, I mean... It's amazing. So, yeah, yeah Chappelle's And it's great. on YouTube, so you guys can check it out. Yeah. 8:46. It's uh probably about a half hour. It's not a full hour. Um But yeah, it just talks about everything that's been going it was, on. It was a and good it was a good watch. Yeah. And then afterwards, if you feel sad, watch Entourage. <laughs> 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 you got anything going on? You want to plug, plugity plug, 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 plug. No, I don't know. I feel weird plugging stuff right now. In this I don't. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go ahead and plug for you. First of all, Dave has a bunch of cookbooks you guys can purchase, or he's being very kind. And if you don't have any cashish right now, which is totally understandable with the whole COVID, uh, he's... Giving away some. Offer still stands. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's real sweet. So you can contact him. Yeah. And he's got a great beard. I you know, I love beard. it and <laughs> I love him. Um, I guess I'll address this real briefly. I am assuming that we have a fairly good crossover of audience that listens to both this and my other podcast, The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane. Uh, Drop the beans, spilled the cat Proud uh, of you. last week about my former occupation of being a police officer, and uh, as you hear this on Monday, uh, tomorrow's episode of Boogie Monster um, will also have some interesting twists and turns. Yeah, he's going to share a really wonderful story. I'm really proud of you for doing this. I wouldn't call it a wonderful story. No, it's it's not one, but no, it's it's truthful and lovely, Mm -hmm. and I believe it's so therapeutic, and I'm really proud of you. And uh, big shout out, I I got a lot of feedback this week. Uh, I'm... It's not a humble brag or anything, but I am just over-fucking-whelmed by the, um, not just since that episode, but just in general, the amount of people that, that holler at me uh, on email or social media get quite a lot of uh, feedback uh, on a daily basis, and that still blows my mind that people reach out, and most of it's positive, most of it's complimentary. Every now and then we'll get a, you know, you talk too much about politics, well, fuck it, you know. There's a thousand podcasts. You have the sweetest fans in the entire Uh, incredible fans, Uh, and I always hated that. I I still doesn't feel right for me to say fan. Coming up in comedy, you always hear like open micers have been doing comedy two years. Be like, hey, to all my fans, you don't have any fucking fans. Who your mom? The the newsletters. You you don't have any fans. You do open and not shitting on open micers, but I'm saying just humble, humble thyself, a little humility, and. uh, but it, it really is weird uh, that I actually actually have legit fans now, and I still can't wrap my mind around it. But a uh, ton of feedback this week about that episode. Um, curious to see <laughs> how much feedback I get after tomorrow's episode. Uh, Tuesday. That, well, as people are listening to this, it's tomorrow. I'm sorry. Uh, it's all right, boo. Oh, what uh, happened? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, another... Uh, another uh, Listen to the Boogie Monster yeah. on Tuesday. Another twist in that whole story. So, yay. <laughs> Comedy's about being vulnerable. Yeah, it is. I'm pretty comedy. I'm proud of you. Um, 
Say, I am proud of you. Hey, Mm -hmm. hey. And I'm proud of all of you guys. Thank you for listening. Yeah, we appreciate the hell out of it. Uh, Keep those calls coming. Please. Um, I know there's still a lot of calls we haven't gotten to. Uh, We're just still just trying to... You know, rummage through them, find the find the ones that we can uh, respond to the best, and maybe you know can be a catalyst for a uh, fun conversation. Uh, but if we haven't, if you've called and left a message and we haven't gotten to it yet, uh, odds are we probably will. Uh, as today, even ones that don't necessarily agree with us, hey, you know it's an open forum. Speak yeah. your mind. And um, but yeah, if we haven't gotten to it yet, uh, we will for the most part, uh, or at least try to get you. Your call in there. But uh, in the meantime, uh, keep them coming. Uh, 562-548-2012. It's the Stonebergs. And, uh, yeah. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, thanks for listening. Good catching up with you, boo. Yes, good to catch up with you too, boo. <laughs> Even though we spent 24 we hours a day together. really do. Um, but you guys stay uh, stay safe, stay sane, stay healthy. Wear a mask, uh, Wear a mask, uh, at least when you go into the grocery store. And, and don't forget, yeah, and again. Or Starbucks to pick up your to-go drink. Just don't... Uh, don't pretend that it's it's over, because regardless of where you stand on this shit, people are still dying. And uh, if you're not going to wear a mask for yourself, maybe think about it doing doing that for others. Uh, at least when you're indoors. Yeah. When, when you're indoors in public, I mean, not in your own house, but when you go to the market, go to the store, throw on a and fucking have mask. Fun with it, ladies. Listen, this is our time to get, you know, micro needled on the neck. I'm going to wear a huge old scarf around my entire half of the face. Also, let's let's bring out some eyeshadow. Let's have fun with that. Just because... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> guys, too, get into it. All right. Get into it. Have some fun. Uh, guys, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the Stonebergs podcast. If you enjoyed it, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a few seconds to rate and review it on iTunes. And if you don't listen to it on iTunes but still want to help out, simply tell a friend, as word of mouth is so important. Follow us on Instagram, at The Stonebergs Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at The Stonebergs. And lastly, give us a call 24-7 and leave a voicemail at 562-548-2012. That's 562-548-2012. Thanks for listening.